just like you know her I name. Know her name, yeah. I don't know. It's when I read it, it's just what it looks like to me. But yeah, it's like she asked me to make her some fish on it, and her response is like, "Laugh out loud, yeah, okay, nigga." <laughs> right. Well, you do you do realize that that I that I didn't make the fish for her. I'm sure that was for Rachel. Oh, okay. So there, there that is. I just didn't. I just didn't feel comfortable uh, broadcasting. That's really loud. You call him out? Hell no. I thought Mel was like your co-host or whatever. He is, but we got somebody else too. Okay. I always check up in on. If the Ravens are playing today, he's not gonna pick up. Nah, they're playing tomorrow. So what's the deal? Yep. What's up with that exhale? Before you said yo, what was that all about? Are you being sensitive? No, I'm not being sensitive. It just it sounded weird for you to go, yo. That sounds like sensitivity to me. What are you doing? Uh, Paige's house. Oh, that's why I rang six times. I mean, okay. I was just curious, man. You know what I'm saying? Just checking up are, on you. Are you, are you a one-ring person? I usually wait one ring before when I pick up for you. That's not true. All right, whatever. I was just calling to see what you was doing. That's it. You recording now? No. Actually? Seriously, we already did it. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not, get, I'm not getting bamboozled right now? No. Okay. That was scary. I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm not Troy gonna, doesn't know my voice. I'm not going to co-sign your lie. <laughs> <laughs> Troy does not know your voice. No, I don't know. You don't. You know, people sound different on the phone. Yeah, that's that's his thing. He said people sound differently on the phone. All right, gotta go. We're about to we're about to play Twister. It, that sounds that that that's homoerotic. Mm. What's up, guys? Got him off the line. What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of the Super Duper Flops Show. It is your boy, Tuscadero, a.k.a. the Iron Lung, a.k.a. Mo Green. Okay. I can't, I can't be Mo Green. Mo Green is the, the guy that died in Godfather. He's <laughs> the guy that was literally been sent to be killed. And I just, like, I, I just made myself uh, public enemy number one. All right. I got some uh, special guests in the building today. You want to introduce yourself? Because I'm not going to. No, that's lazy. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> it's, Troy, it's Troy Jeffrey Allen or Troy Allen or Big Baby Jesus. I don't know. Whatever you want to call me. <laughs> <laughs> that is nasty. There you go. There you go. Big Baby Jesus. <laughs> I'm done. That's all I got. It's a wrap, um, guys. I honestly don't know how I can beat that. <laughs> you, you uh, all right, all right. I, I think I got one. All right. This is Anthony Briscoe, aka Quiet Storm, aka Jigatoni, aka oh. the man otherwise known as dot dot dot. <laughs> can we can we actually move to have Webster just get rid, rid of the word ellipsis from the from the lexicon? Just put dot dot dot. Because <laughs> most people <laughs> say that. no one right. says ellipsis. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> no one says ellipsis. Just put dot dot dot. Right, That's a word. Like D O T D O T D O T. I just need somebody to name the child just so their initials can be dot dot dot. Uh, don't. <laughs> um, God, there was actually somebody on Facebook not too long ago who literally said. 
Um, she was showing all these ridiculous names that people were naming their kid. Um, like Daenerys? What's wrong with Daenerys? Oh, like Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was like that, it was like that, uh, that girl that got caught up on the flight because her, her boarding pass said A, B, C, D. Oh, her name was the alphabet. Yeah, it was A, B, C, D, E, but her name was Absidy. Jesus Christ, really? I'm dead ass. That is awful. Because, like, <laughs> you know, her parents were awful for doing that. Yeah, I was going to say, as a parent, like, come on. So, like, what do you see? Like, hey, uh, uh, I, I, did, I, I did see. I need, give me a cup of ice and water. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. It was, it was, I, I swear to God, it was like Southwest Airlines, and they got in a lot of trouble because the parent was like, you know, I told you how to pronounce her name. You didn't have to go into the last week and go A, B, C, D, E, and whatever the last name was. <laughs> But I'm just like, that's stupid because it goes against the very rules of our phonics system. Right, yeah. Yeah. There's there's like not enough vowels in there. Like, that is just sad. There's two vowels. I'm sorry. There's not enough to make it a name, though. You have one vowel in your whole fucking name. Okay, that's true. You have have one vowel in your first name. If it starts with an A, then it's a B, then it's a C. Yeah. Then it's a D. Yeah. Then it's an E, right? I... Yeah. There should be a vowel. There should be more vowels in between that. Yeah. Just to break it up. In in order to bridge sounds. Because it's abdic. Ab, 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 ab. We're not doing that. No, whatever. (laughs) So, I got these guys in. I got these guys in today. Because we're going to talk about a little pop culture. A little geekdom. You know? Uh... The the the, uh, the 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 relation between fanboys and actual people who grew up, you know, fanmen, fan fanboys <laughs> who have become fanmen, fangirls, fan women, the access fan the, the 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 access that we have now thanks to uh, the Marvel Disney machine, mm. big business, big Hollywood, big Netflix, big that kind of thing. Fan. So I wanted to start off by just, you know, kind of going through the background and why we are the foremost authority on this. By the way, three black geeks are going to sue the shit out of me for this episode. <laughs> like they, they coming for my fucking neck as soon oh, as I post this. I'm going to pull some Rangers. The, 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 the angry black nerd is probably going to be mad at me for pulling out all the Ranger references I'm about to make today. All right. Well, I mean, I, look, I, I'll start out. I, I grew up. You know, and I've told this story many a times. I grew up uh, actually not interested in comics at all. I my dad collected comics as just kind of a thing to do because he was in, he was more so into art, mm-hmm. uh, not so much the stories. He just wanted to draw, mm-hmm. so he he bought a bunch of comics just randomly, and then I guess he started reading because he started collecting arcs, and then he just never threw them away. And when I became a kid, I was such a fucking pain in the ass to my mom and him that they would punish me and send me to my room. <laughs> and because my mom and my dad didn't really get along that much, anything that was valuable to him or kind of meant anything, he kept it in my room. That way, my mom wouldn't just randomly burn the shit or whatever because she would have to go in my room so long story short when i get sent to my room i had nothing to do besides read my dad's old comics and fuck with his old sketches and shit like that and i got into comics and then i started collecting and now i have a ridiculously large comic book collection so 
that started my journey down, okay. you know. And surprisingly enough, even though I am strictly Marvel now, I when I was growing up, I was a big DC fan. I have a ton of old DC stuff. I used to be that kid that liked Superman, and then I hit puberty, and that was a wrap. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad you brought that. <laughs> like, everybody has to go through like a Superman phase oh, because yeah. just of what his what he symbolizes. And most kids, we have that. I guess that illusion, that grandeur illusion, that you know. This one person has all this power, and we don't question it. We're right. just like, that's our equivalent of understanding who God is. I'm gonna get a little deep on that, but no, I, no, I'll save that. that for for later on in the conversation. That fits. Though. Who 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 wrote uh, the Once and Future King? The King Arthur uh, was it T T uh, T S Eliot? No, no. But, um, uh-uh. whoever wrote uh, I can't remember. Yeah, whoever wrote that, they said in there, they said that if man had wings, there would be no wars. So. Hmm. In addition to that, God Which is complex. absurd because there would be wars in the sky. Th White. Th White. There would be wars in the sky. Yeah. I'm not gonna go down that far. No, I mean, I'm not. So we're just gonna be birdmen. No, I mean, well, look, if we're gonna get if we're gonna get biblical here for a second, then yeah, that makes sense. That already happened. What birdmen are angels? angels? Come oh on. God, <laughs> just tell you about that. <laughs> like, I was gonna go on, <laughs> like, on what, the what birdmen? Harvey Birdman. Birdman. Right. Okay. <laughs> the war, the war of Harvey Birdman. Like I would have appreciated if you said Birdman or Hawk Hawkman first. No, no, I'm not talking about birds. I'm not talking about a Rand Thanagar war. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So uh, why 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 should why should we listen to your opinion? What's your background you on things? I like I. Uh, yeah, I don't like I like I. Someone asked me this uh, at a, a thing I did like a couple of weeks back, and like I had to really think about it. Like I. My entry point to a lot of this stuff was mostly because nothing else was sticking. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was not a great student, was not a good, a great, you know, kid at school. I used to get in trouble a lot, um, uh, had way too much energy, and um, it just turns out that, like, focusing me, ultimately, like, I don't necessarily know exactly how I got into comics. I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was kind of like a, a segue into it, um, but... Uh, I think it really kind of was like, okay, well, he can focus on this, so let him focus on this. And I just never gave it up, really. Like, I, uh, you know, it was just always an uphill struggle of, like, what does Troy like? Because I was always just, like, bouncing from thing to thing to thing to thing. And, um, yeah, just comics kind of became my thing. And then movies ultimately came my, became my thing, too. Yeah, but you, your whole life now is comics. Yeah. So, what, I mean, that had to come, like, obviously, it stuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alright. Well, I mean I think it's I that's I think that's just kinda how my the way my brain's wired is like I just if I I I think part of the reason that like I would bounce from thing to thing is because once I figure it out I'm not interested in it anymore. And so like um a lot of uh with comics I haven't I just haven't figured it out still. You know what I mean? Like it's just like it's an ongoing thing of like how do these work? Right. You know? It's the same thing with movies. Like I like I feel like I have like a uh uh Literally, a, 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 um, a film theory understanding of how movies work, but I've never actually made a movie on my own from top to bottom. So it's still kind of like I'm still infatuated with the process. Mm. But yeah, like that's my not so interesting origin story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, right, we live in an age now Wait, where. Yes, Briscoe. Yes. Oh, you yeah. know. 
You didn't. You skipped you because you started talking about. No, he said Superman. No, he was, that no, was me. We were that was me. You. Right, yeah, right. You, no, <laughs> no, no, I said we were talking Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so for me, mine's a little bit more. So for me, I took several paths. Like, for me, to, and not just comic books, but for me, it was more like an all encompassing nerdum or mm-hmm. geekdom, however you want to call it. So it started off with the comics from my uncle, my mom, one of my mom's brothers. And he, it was one weekend, my mom had to work, my brother was doing college stuff. And so I was with him, and I remember he just had, like, these stacks and stacks and stacks of comic books. And I picked one up, and he, I was like, Uncle, what is this? And I'm like, these aren't the cute, cuddly cartoons like the Teddy Ruxpins that I know about. You know, I was like, what is this? And I remember it was a picture of the X-Men, and on the cover, it had Wolverine with his claws out, Storm was in the background, Nightcrawler, and it was a generation of X-Men that wasn't the original team, but it was... I guess you could say back then they were calling it like the new generation, like right. that second class. Right. Yeah, yeah. And just Wolverine and seeing like this character that has like this inner beast or just encompasses some form of a beast form struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. And then when he was talking about Storm and my uncle was a really good storyteller because I wasn't reading the comics. I just looked at the pictures. Right. Yeah. And it was the pictures that caught me. Mm-hmm. And the way he would tell it to me, it was like watching TV or watching other cartoons. So when he was telling me about Wolverine and telling me about Storm and just, he went through like origins and then it was just like, not what the team did. It was just like, well, this person is blah, 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 this person. And it pulled me in like, well, what happens if they all teamed up? And so as my vocabulary started increasing, I'm like, okay, I know this word. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the kid that read books. Most kids are like, oh, well, we have to read uh, The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. I think back then they were calling it The Chefferode. I was like, what the hell is The Chefferode? It's another name for okay. wardrobe, but the original book was called The Lion, the Witch, and the Shepherd. The Shepherd. Yeah, that's old I like English. It. I don't like old it. Old English. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Throw it away. Disney was sold that if it was called The Lion, the Witch, and the Shepherd. Yeah, it just doesn't. It kind of flows, but it does not flow. Uh, yeah. Nah, no, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no,
Like, I, I remember clearly. I remember I took, like, Mario World, and then I took uh, something stupid, like, uh, Super Punch-Out or something. I traded that some bitch for a fucking no. It, you know what it was? It was the the the, the bazooka game. I, 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 oh, I, the Super I, Scope Six. Super Scope Six. Oh, yeah. I traded Mario. I, I I took Mario World and Super Super Scope Six out and traded it with Street Fighter Championship Edition and Mortal Kombat. See, those are the Fuck games you can never you. find on the shelf. It, it, like if you. No, you can find mine if you just be playing Mario World. <laughs> Every single time. Every single time. Fuck you. Like, your shit, why are not doing this fatality, damn it? Like, I can just imagine some kid just putting it back in, taking it out, putting it back in. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Meanwhile, you come over my house, I got like 10 copies of Mario World or whatever. And like, I was about to ask, why did you have so many Mario Worlds? Oh, That's man, because they, were, because they were a dollar at the pawn store. Who the fuck uh, wants Mario World? Yeah, that's true. That's right. That was like, that was like the red-headed stepchild. Of that yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you got it for free inside the... You got it for free when you bought your Super Nintendo. Right, yeah. And, like, whenever people pawn Super Nintendo, they would always give that one. So, and that you was just the, go to a pawn store and get it for, like, a dollar. That was the one where the controls were completely different, right? That was... Well, I don't know. That was the first yeah, one he could fly. Was, yeah, see, Super Mario World was the one that introduced, like, the whole six-button control right, yeah. aspect of it. Yeah, That's but, what people hated about it, if I remember correctly. Did they? Yeah, well, it was just like it was like it was it didn't play like Super Mario Brothers. It didn't play like Mario Two. It was well, it was a learning curve because you could stack items. Right. Yeah, you could only stack items. But then when they introduced like the fact that you could ride on a dinosaur, which yeah. I'm sorry, they bit that off of Super Adventure Island. I'm gonna show my yeah, real nerd. Info. Was, <laughs> they bit that off of Super that Adventure was, Island. That was Yoshi's first Super appearance. First game, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, like they took the toads completely out. I mean, they cut the mushrooms, but. Toad, you're off somewhere. Or maybe it was Mario 2. There was one of the Mario Brothers games. I think like, it was Mario 2. Mario 2 yeah. was mad weird. Yeah, it was just Well, different. Mario 2 wasn't supposed to happen. No, nah, it was, right. it was yeah. another game. Yeah, it was yeah. like a family of genies that was supposed to happen. That's right. It actually, yeah, they were in right. Japan, so like it was a family of genies, and then they were trying to figure out how do we port this over to like the American audience, because mm -hmm. we know this game would work, but the characters, like genies, people are going to stay with it. Uh, let's slap Mario on it, right? And that's, right. that's been Nintendo's formula ever since. Ever since. And I think yeah. that was the one that was like, Miyamoto wasn't even involved in that one or something. Right. Because like, yeah, yeah. he had no say-so in the right. game. I think there's a lot of aspects to that yeah, game that yeah. was new. Like, even the whole save feature. It was like the first, one of the very few and first Nintendo games that you can actually save on there. Like, huh. your progress. Okay. Yeah, Mario 2 was trash. Right, okay. That that's whole, what I'm thinking And you were throwing radishes at people or something. <laughs> right. and onions. Yeah, yeah. It was so stupid. And it was like dinosaurs shooting eggs out their mouths or something. Oh, and then you had the option of picking uh, the princess or the toad. Or Luigi. Or Lu I, I was Luigi or the princess. Only because the, the princess was clutch in terms of like being able to float. Luigi could just... Luigi had hops. Yeah, yeah Luigi like, had he hops. Just glide across. But like, yeah. No, that was that was the princess who glide. Let me tell you something that sucks about this. People people always said that shit. The princess is clutch because she can glide. <laughs> but like that shit sucked. If you just completely missed the fucking jump and you just yeah. glid to yeah. your yeah. doom, yeah. <laughs> like you just glide to a fucking yeah. death. Yeah. I'm like just fucking fall, bitch. Like I hated like, seeing. I hated seeing those people that would just maintain the glide. I'm just like, let it go. Fucking fall. <laughs> like, like, your turn is over. It's my go now. <laughs> fucking asshole. Like, I hate you. Jesus. Damn, I hated that game so much. That's right, yeah. It was, it was so stupid. Like, it, it was fun until you get to a certain point. Then it was like, I think at one point you was riding ostrich. I'm like, why the fuck am I riding an ostrich in it was, the middle of a fucking Because it was desert? a stupid, stupid game. Right. You know, those Nintendo cartridges, man, like, 
I remember, man, when I had that Zelda, that gold one. Oh, man. And then, like, I was so defeated when that gold started to chip away. And it was yep. just, like, dirty plastic <laughs> underneath. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the gold was a price. I didn't even play Zelda. But, yeah, that gold run was, like, you were, it was in You never played Zelda? I've never played Zelda. Anyway, Briscoe. I don't like most um, RPGs. So. I mean, okay, I can understand that concept. Well, but, I shouldn't even uh, say I don't like them. I just never really given them a chance. What, what? RPGs? All right, all right, so I gotta ask this question: What RPGs have you given a chance? Um, God, you know, shit. The, the at least throw Final Fantasy in there somewhere. That's I mean, the, okay, that's well, the king of, all, of them all. Well, well, yeah, I've tried to play Final Fantasy VII. Ooh, okay. I would, yeah, I would have. I would have to retcon you. How do you try to play it? I just, you know, I, I, I my, literally have my buddy Pierre, who you know. Yeah. Um, he hand fed me a copy one time. He's like, "You need to play this," and I was like, "I don't really like these." And like, it sat on the shelf for like about like two years, oh, and wow. then I actually played it. And like, I mean, I probably played it for maybe about three hours, and I was like, "I can't get into this." And like, I was just like, I was stuck at the train station. Like, I didn't get far in the game at all. Oh, so the train it. station, yeah, like, literally, literally the, the how to play portion of yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I don't remember getting much further than that. Like, 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 like that's I literally can, the first fifteen I mean, minutes of the game. Me. The fact that you spent three yeah. hours on the I first fifteen minutes. Like, of like, you know, I got weirded out where I had to cross dress and I had to be taken to that's like hours the house, in to like the house right. of professional right. women. Like, I can understand that, but no, at the train station, like. This man does a whole polygonal flip <laughs> yeah, off the train. Right. Yeah. I ain't never, <laughs> and you like, never get in the, I think you get in the train one more time on like this three, but you never go to a train station <laughs> ever again. So the fact, that's why my face is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. literally, all you had to do was walk north and that just port was over. It just, that was it. I was like, I just wasn't into it. I, you know, also, do you guys remember Parasite Eve? Yeah. yeah. Now, I actually also Parasite. a Squaresoft, that, that also a Squaresoft game. game. Yeah. Um, I actually, played and beat Parasite Eve and that was okay. like the closest to an RPG because it had the, the fighting system very similar to most RPGs and you had like the gun yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but that was the closest I ever got I played I tried to play Final Fantasy X because I was working at EB at the time when that came out um did you even try Xenogears no Xenogears was just a mind trip in itself just because right it almost didn't make it into America because it had very high religious overtones oh, is that, is that, that's the Kojima one right no what am I thinking of mm. Xenogears wasn't Kojima, was it? No. No. Kojima was all metal. Yeah. Well, I know it was Metal Gear, but he had another side one that he made, like, around Oh, you, I think you're talking about uh, Zone of Enders. Zone of... Oh, uh, Zone of Enders. Okay, that's what I'm Zone of Enders was fun. Zone I of Enders. I think, I think that's what you're talking about. No. Nah, Xenogears is... Uh, I mean, all the Squaresoft shit is uh, character-driven and yeah. very emotional story. Great storylines. I mean, and I appreciate you saying... Square soft and not square enix. Because <laughs> that's like a signifying yeah. line of like greatness and then just the pop, pop shit. Right? Yeah, nah, square soft yeah, used to, square soft used to be the shit. Like that logo, you see that shit, you knew you was fucking with greatness. It's right. like, oh, they're not gonna steer me wrong, dude. <laughs> and, and, and you, I, 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 I want to talk about that, but I, I just can't get over the fact. Like, you're like the only person on earth who did not play Final Fantasy VII. Are you fucking. No, like, I do you see? I, I, see I have two OG copies of that it's thing like right there. Like, you know. I don't need to ask you if you pre ordered your copy. Of course yet. I did. Okay, I do you know on the back of that box, mm -hmm. that is the only game known to man where on the back of that fucking box, it doesn't even give you a synopsis of the game. Oh, really? Pick it up. That's you, true. Know, you know what it says? Damn. It literally says. From Game Pro Magazine, quite possibly the greatest game ever made. Turn around real quick. <laughs> like, game fan, oh, Game Fan Magazine. Oh, yeah. I don't even 
don't even want to touch that because you got the original. Yeah. You know, not I the just, greatest hits <laughs> bullshit. I think that, that one's the greatest hits. That one over there. Like. Oh, yeah. yeah, actually, you know what's funny, too? Um, uh, Kojima, uh, I actually sent you something about this. Uh, uh, the Death Stranding thing. Like, uh, Kojima made a comment about how Americans prefer, like... I, I guess it's been getting, like, a lot of... Um, bad reviews or something yeah like because it's, it goes, it's, it's a bunch of walking around yeah and yeah. like I guess a, 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 a noticeable portion of Japanese and European reviews have been positive but the mm. American reviews have been all negative mm. are mostly negative and he made a comment about like well you know that's because uh, American players prefer first person shooters yeah and you know it's funny like when I heard that I saw a lot of people up in arms about that, like oh how dare he say that about American like you know gamers but I'm like I'm kind of part of the problem, guys. I got to be honest with you. Like, I am that guy. Like, yeah, because you played Halo a I lot. I played Halo yeah. a lot. And Left 4 Dead. And Left 4 Dead. Hey, Left 4 Dead's the shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Halo, like, Halo's fun. Like, Halo's fun. And I like, play, I like playing Halo because I don't have to think about it. Like, that's the thing about Halo. Like, I play Halo and don't even You literally it. just wrapped up this whole discussion yeah. with that. You said, no, I exactly. don't have to think. No, I mean, legit. Like, and I'm like... Kojima is making games for people who well, he wants... Think. He wants people to think, yeah, like, yeah. get out of here. No, no, I get it. Like, I, like I'm, I'm part of the problem. I know I'm part of the problem. You know what's funny? As you say that, it makes me think of how video games kind of started out. And I say started out in terms of, like, I, so I did this realization. So I was thinking about getting my son, like, a Sega Genesis Mini. Just, like, get him into, like, video games. But my guy, he's still young. I don't want to, like, just blast him on TV just yet. Like, right, he's right, getting right. even, like, a little bit of shows here and there. But I was like, eh, maybe by next year he'll be... Fully ready because I had to think about when I had a Nintendo, mm-hmm. which then told me that Nintendo's older than me by like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I realized that. With that being said, there's like different genres, and I never knew like video games to really have genres up until like maybe mid '90s. Only because like you're when you're playing a game, you're playing a game. It's either a side scroller, yeah, mostly side scroller, or yeah. there was some form of or RPG element, or then you had like the people that stuck in this corner of Contra. Mm-hmm. Like to me, Contra was probably like the first, first. No, no I won't even say first, first person shooter, but a first shooter that people really enjoyed. I think Contra was the first. I think Contra was the first troll from oh, yeah. game developers because for them to have sixty fucking levels and give uh, you three lives, yeah. that was a dick move. <laughs> 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 that was a dick ass move. Well, that's why they made that up down. Yeah, up, yeah, down, like that was a dick up. move. They, I'm pretty sure before they released it, they're like, yo. Nobody's gonna beat this. People are just gonna throw the shit to trash. Let's but, just add this little cheat code in here. I'm telling you, the guys who made Contra, the Konami guys, and the guys who ever made Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. those guys deliberately made the game ridiculously hard and oh. said, and basically said, the, the, I remember the Japanese translation being so bad, but it pretty much said, if you can't beat our game, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, pretty, that, like, yeah. like, that's pretty much the translation. Because yeah. he repeated it when he did Ninja Gaiden on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, this game is hard. And he was just like... <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was like, actually funny. Shrug. Yeah. <laughs> like, shrug. It's like you think of the Skinner meme. It's like pathetic. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> pathetic. Dude, okay. So, it's funny. Okay, so, I, I, I wanted to capture you. You said, I don't want to think. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right? We live in this day and age now. We got Disney Plus. We got Netflix. We got Hulu. Mm-hmm. Right? Disney Plus. Mouse Dollars. Big Bank. Yeah. Controlling, driving the Marvel machine. Mm-hmm. The Marvel machine, I think, is solely responsible for the tons of growth and interest in in comic characters. Not so much books, because right. I still see empty comic stores. Oh, yeah. But 
merch is flying off the shelves. Yeah. Of course. Tickets are being sold. Yeah, yeah. People are having arguments in bars over who's the strongest Avenger. You got live action shows now being done where Green lit yeah. back back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are we for it as a grand scheme? Like is it great to live in a time where the things that you grew up reading is now on the screen? I would say yes. Would you trade now for when it wasn't on the screen or when or or would you like when it wasn't on the screen and if it was on the screen, it was a terrible adaptation. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't trade it. Like I we're in this weird space and it's always been kind of strange to me. Like I understand the need to see these things on screen, right? Like to like but at the same time I feel like there's an attitude that it justifies its existence. Okay. By being on screen. Like, for it to be live action, like, and I've always kind of felt that ultimately, like, a live action film is kind of like a step back. Like, I'll put it like this, like, if, um, uh, live action to me is like a step back from animation. Because in animation, you can do anything, right? Okay. And I kind of feel the same way about comic books to screen translations. Like, you can do anything in a comic book. And... Live action, I mean, like, yeah, they can do great computer-generated, blah, 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 whatever, but there's still a limit to things. Like, right. even, even, like, I, I, one of the more impressive things about the Marvel movies is just the fact that they were able to get that many actors to cooperate. Okay. Because historically, that has never been the case. Right. Like, normally actors drop off like flies. Like, Michael Keaton after Batman Returns, he's like, Tim Burton's not doing fucking I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know? Like, that's just, I mean, that's just how it works. Like, typically, that's historically how it's always worked. Okay. And so, yeah, there's this attitude that I think that, yeah, seeing these things on the screen justifies this existence, and I'm just kind of not down with that. Mm. So, like, I'm kind of at a point right now, even with the Marvel stuff, where I'm just like, yeah, they're making a movie out of it, and yeah, sure, whatever. Like, eventually I'll see it, but, like, I'm not that pressed for it. Like, even the Disney Plus stuff, like, I only have it because my, 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 the guy I live with has it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you don't have it. So I don't have it, right. I didn't put down money for it, like, you know, and like, you know, it's like me and five friends and we're all like sharing the same account, like, and I mean, yeah, whatever. See, I think for me, it's good to see like it in live action only because it's an expansion of, of imagination. Okay, especially now with the technology that we have in filmmaking, animation, whether it be in 3D or whatever the case may be, it's expanding more avenues and opportunities and different stories are being told. Mm -hmm. And to be on, to be, I guess you say like, on the team of the machine, mm -hmm. I like the fact that it's giving Hollywood more material to produce stuff instead of just re reproducing remakes. Honestly, it, it just aside stuff from the comics, I'm tired of remakes. Okay. We don't need to remake Flubber. We don't need to remake <laughs> um, The Parent Trap. And I'm just thinking of stuff that's just coming yeah. to mind right now. Right. But, I mean, there's... Both I Disney. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> like what? But at the same time, like, I think Hollywood is in a deficit right now because people aren't being too creative. I feel like right now this is helping people get creative because it's now... Showing people like, hey, look, we still have this avenue because also we're seeing books getting turned into or adaptations getting turned into yeah. movies and stuff like that. So I can't just credit just comic books, but also look at Harry Potter, look at The Hunger Games, look at all these things that, again, is part of nerd culture, but it's giving Hollywood, oh, we got more material to use. We can do this instead of doing like some asinine movie that nobody's going to see. Right. And 
if you look at it, originality, original stories aren't really coming from somebody who's wrote a script, took the time to sit down and write a script and say, oh, hey, look, I got this great idea. We should produce this. It's almost like it has to come through book or come through comic book. That's the testing ground. Okay, do people going to like this? Are people going to pick it up? And yeah. then push it to the forefront and say, all right, it's so good and popular. Yeah, let's like look at uh, the Umbrella Academy or look at the boys. Mm-hmm. To pop culture, pop, and I say mildly popular because I didn't know those comics existed. Right. Yeah. Most people only know the, the mom and dad of the comic world, Marvel right. and DC. Right. So when you get these aunts and uncles coming in, then it's like, okay, well, wow, we like that. Like, I also got a shout out, you know, Seth, um, Ro- Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he pushed out, like, those series and was like, yo, like, I don't even want to touch the source material. I just want to make this happen, show other people, look, the fact that the boys does such a unique spin on like your Captain America and the Justice League and mm-hmm. shows you like, no, nah, there's a dark side to all that's, of that. That's Ellis, right, Troy? Uh, which one, the boys? Yeah. That's Ennis. Ennis, Ennis. that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Those guys, those UK guys, that's, that's their stick. That's their stick, mm-hmm. yeah. That's their stick, because Moore did a bunch of that. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Morrison They're did. all babies of Moore. Yeah, they're all, all babies, babies of Moore. Moore. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, to, to, to kind of go off of that and bring it up more... Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm first in line to see a lot of comic shit. I did know the boys is based on a comic. I did enjoy the Amazon Prime one. Um, I enjoyed it up until because it's like it's like nine episodes or so, right? Yeah. I enjoyed it up until episode eight when it dawned on me, holy shit, I read this. This is yeah. a comic, mm-hmm. and it ruined it for me because I know how this is going to end, yeah. and it right. sucks because that Amazon show is really good. It's good, yeah. But if you know how it's going to end. There's no point of watching it anymore because right. there's this one. Tw- it's a twist ending that I'm gonna whatever. But bridging off that, I'm so afraid to watch Watchmen on so, HBO. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. I'm yeah. afraid to watch Watchmen yeah. because mm-hmm. I heard. Okay, and you know I'm I'm gonna come off as whatever, but people know how I am. There was a surprising number of Negroes that came to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> And said, do you watch Watchmen? And that kind of was my gauge. I was like, all right, there's something going on here that has interested all these Negroes who have never picked up the book to read Watchmen. But now they are they are ready to talk to me about Watchmen because they understand that Watchmen is supposed to be this big comic book thing. But now it's a great TV show and you should check it out. And I'm like, I can't have this talk with you if you did not at least read the epic novel you that is the Watchmen graphic novel. And I know tons of people, and I know, I know I, there's like three people come to mind right now. Like literally, I don't own a copy of Watchmen right now because I gave a copy to a person four years ago and they have yet to fucking turn a page. But they have watched all the episodes on HBO and are ready to talk to me about it. And I'm like, Make like, it make sense. Dude. Uh, <laughs> Houseway. <laughs> so, like, okay, Briscoe said something, and then you brought up Watchmen. And, okay. like, okay, so something I really have been thinking, because I watched, like, the first three or four episodes of Watchmen, mm-hmm. and you mentioned earlier, you were saying that, like, these things would not get made, certain things would not get made if they weren't a comic book property. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get the impression that Watchmen was a concept that someone had. Yes. And then it was not going to get made. Right. And then they slapped Watchmen on. I, and we talked. I, yeah. We talked about this concept with Gotham because remember I told you I was like I don't get Gotham. I don't either. 
And I know several people who loved Gotham. They were like, Gotham's great. And I was like, how can it be great when all of the core villains in Batman's Rogue Gallery are adults and this boy's 10? 10, right. This doesn't make sense. Doesn't also, why are they all riding around in metal cars dressing like the early 80s, mm-hmm. but when a scene calls for a cell phone, right. they pull out a cell a phone. Cell phone right, yeah. I do, like, what time period is this? Right, yeah. this and, and, and I remember telling you, I called you, I said, yo, the thing about Gotham is, I think this, this was another fucking story, and they just said, hey, this would be even better if we slapped Bruce names Bruce Wayne's name on it. Yeah, yeah. So I totally get that. I haven't, like, I haven't seen Watchmen, but yes, I get that concept because there are a couple properties out there that I think honestly was a different thing they put a popular name on it mm-hmm. and ran with it well so last I arrow arrow's very particular because arrow's batman was well, batman but also yeah. like uh, david goyer yeah had a concept for something called supermax uh-huh. and the concept was guy goes into a super uh, maximum security prison it was supposed to be a movie, and like he basically has to train on this prison island, right? So think uh, of like no escape with Ray Liotta, right, 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 right. On this prison island to get out by you know natural means, one of them being archery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this was like supposed to be something of development forever, and eventually, like that movie became went from being called Supermax to being called a Green Arrow movie at some point in time, mm. and then that Green Arrow movie ended up becoming a TV show. Okay. And so, like, you're right. You're 100% right about that. Like, it's... Yeah. And and, and, and that's where I go, because it's annoying as someone who, like, spent the money mm-hmm. then and to this day. Tons of money into this culture, and then this trash gets made. <laughs> and they, like, you know what I mean? And they know that this is what you're into. And I get it. They just try to make conversation, but, like, they come to you with this set of ideas that just don't make sense as a good story and it's not true to the source material mm-hmm. and I don't want to be one of those people that's like you can't leave the source material because if that was the case then I wouldn't enjoy the Marvel movies exactly <laughs> you know what I mean right. I can totally leave the source material but like I guess the integrity of a good story or better yet the integrity of the the, the moral of the story mm-hmm. becomes violated when you make these insane remake reboots whatever and you as the consumer you don't even respect that you just flashing light bells whistles punch me in the face yay <laughs> like you know and that brings up the interesting concept of like the joker movie mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people did not like it because they're like oh where's the joker and he wasn't destroying everything and it's like no like and i actually made this quote all right i won't say i made it but I subsected this quote, and my wife looked at me and was like, "Damn, that made a lot of sense." I was like, "If you can't, if you can't appreciate me at my mental health state, mm-hmm. you don't. Then you don't deserve me at my everything must burn phase." Okay. And you can't appreciate who Joker is without knowing. All right, so let's back up. We all know Joker does not have a true origin story. Right. He's like one of the very few characters that does not have an assigned name. Damn near an assigned birth certificate or birth uh, social security like he is a character that 
tomorrow we can find out that he was actually a person that was born in China and came over here and was running with the triads and then somebody took on his moniker after that. Right. Like, he's just, like, an enigma in terms of his origin story. Mm-hmm. The thing that I liked about this movie is that they said, all right, we're going to take elements of the killing joke and transform it into a movie, but we're going to cut out Batman outside of, which it brought up the point that you're talking about. Like you make Batman this or Bruce Wayne, really this little kid and you're making Joker almost like 20 to senior. That, that, like, I didn't now that, cause I'm, I'm split on that because I didn't, I don't, I, you know, I, I didn't necessarily like the movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bad movie though. Um, Bruce Wayne didn't need to be in it at all. Like he didn't need to be in it. Like that was a waste of my time even having him there. Mm-hmm. It was mad creepy to see him touch Bruce Wayne in the face. I don't yeah. like like if your point was to make me uncomfortable by seeing him facially molest some kid. Yeah, that that you did it. You succeeded there. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> like uh, um, I'm also totally on board because I agree. The best part about the Joker because I mean if like going off tangent a little bit. If you ask me on any given day who's the greatest villain of all time, I'm honestly spit, split 50-50 between the Joker and Doctor Doom on any given day. Now, the reason is the Joker is because creatively, you can pretty much do whatever you want with the Joker and it will make sense because he doesn't have an origin and he should never have, have an origin because Joker, Joker's not somebody that the consumer should never sympathize with mm-hmm. at all. And that's one of my beefs with this movie. I don't ever want to feel sorry for the fucking Joker. The Joker has no rhyme or reason. So another thing I want to throw in there, I'm also on board with the possibility that there could have been numerous Jokers. Why? Because we don't know shit about them. We have no DNA, no nothing. So there very well could have been an original one and then a copycat one and then another motherfucker. Like all these iterations of him could literally be just different people and that would be even more terrifying from batman's perspective because you just don't know and that's that's what i like about this character the big question mark Mm -hmm. all we know about the joker is that a he's a psycho Mm -hmm. b he's a dude that dresses like a clown and that's fucking it (laughs) like you know what i mean that's really it i probably would have appreciated that movie more if it wasn't so much a Joker movie and it was just a movie about a crazy dude. I mean, because what happened to that that franchise? What happened to the crazy dude franchise? Honestly, it probably never made any money. I mean, because like, when I think crazy dude franchise, I think of movies like Frailty. Remember Frailty? Frailty. It was a Matthew McConaughey movie. It, it didn't do so well in the box office, but it's a fucking phenomenal movie. It's about a dude who goes... How does it do? How, how does it work? This guy goes to a police station and says, my brother is the serial killer y'all looking for. And the cops don't believe him. And he sits there and tells them the story about how he was raised with this crazy ass dad who used to beat him and his, hit his little brother. Because his dad was crazy and he saw a light in the garage and said, an angel came down and gave me this axe to kill sinners. I can touch people and see their sins. And this is the acts, the righteous word of God. And I kill people with it or whatever. And the detectives are looking for this serial killer who's been running around killing people with an axe or something. And, you know, 
weird story, weird story, the movie continues. Turns out, because the, the dude explains, my brother literally became this killer my father was trying to teach us to be. But the twist ending was the brother that he was telling the story about was actually him yeah. or some shit. And that he had already killed his brother or something like that. And he was there to kill the cop that he was talking to. Right. And, you know, like, it's just weird. It's like Actually, a lot of... I want to see Matthew McConaughey play this. <laughs> like, it was weird. Like, I, I, think, right. I think it's Matthew McConaughey. I think it is. I think it's one of, like, it's one of his first movies. And it's weird because, like, he just walks into this police station and murders this guy with a fucking axe after sitting there for two hours. And you're like, as the viewer, you're like, oh, he's obviously going to get caught. Like, that's the most, op, like, stupid, dumbest place to kill somebody at police station. Right. But then, like, the security footage didn't record him mm-hmm. because maybe he is a, the, the angel of God or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a f- creepy fucking movie. Right. But that goes into the crazy guy genre. There used to be a genre for this. Silence of the Lambs. Crazy guy genre. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, Clockwork Orange. There's a crazy guy genre. Well, I mean, so the you crazy guy genres typically, I would argue, the franchises were typically horror movies. Like, okay. Really, when you think about it. All right. And so with that, like, you kind of root for those characters. I don't think I ever rooted for the Hannibal Lecter. I wanted him gone. It's not so I'm not saying that I as a viewer do. You get to see like, their perspective. Right, yeah, You yeah. get to see, like, okay, this is my world. This is where I'm coming from. Right. There's a show on Netflix called You. Or even take, like, Dexter, mm-hmm. where yeah. you know the main character is a serial killer. All right, I'll say Dexter is a bad plot point only because he's the... Uh, Narr- he's narrating himself as a hero, but he's still a villain. You're still going around killing people. Mm-hmm. You go by this moral code. Now, there's a show on Netflix called You, where this guy is literally stalking this girl, and he's a serial. Like he's not so much that he's a serial killer, but he's just what's the term that people use? It's like the un um un- not unbelievable, but he's the type of storyteller that doesn't. Oh, the unreliable narrator. Yeah, the unreliable yeah. narrator. And so, as he's telling you the story, it's almost like you feel bad for this guy like that. You know, you're not getting a break. Like, she shouldn't have done this. She shouldn't have done this. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. You're still falling around. You're still hiding her phone. You're still, like, you killed her boyfriend just so you can hook up with her. I, I always tell those people, like, I, 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 I kind of think that's a mark of a good writer. Because, like, if you, if, if you sympathize with somebody who's a terrible person, yeah. like, that's kind of like all those people that were like, Yo, you know what I'm saying? Killmonger was right. I'm like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Killmonger was a goddamn psychopath. And you're a moron for, like, because he wouldn't save you, asshole. You idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Yo, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going down with my ancestors. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, you know, like, there, was, there was no recruitment process for Killmonger. Right, Like, dude, it's not like, God, like, mm. so stupid. Like, all these Negroes, like, you know, that Black Panther's best. The best movie, you know, and Killmonger, he's the best villain, you know. I'm like, shut up, man. <laughs> Killmonger was a great villain. He was terrible. He should have been murdered. He should have been, he, T'Challa should have never laid eyes on him. I would, If I was T'Challa, I would have fired, I would have executed every one of my guards. Well, the fact that he walked into the throne room, mm-hmm. nah. If well, I'm I mean, king, but he, he came in, he came in with like, you know, a bargaining chip with Claw. Like I mean, that that was how he. That's, that's how, how he, he came. In. That's how he got I to the call. Yeah. If I'm the king, into the kingdom. If I'm the king, if I'm the if I'm the don, mm-hmm. I have 
worker bees who do my talking to right, the peons yeah. for me. You got claw? Great. Here's some money. Get out of my face. But you. But also, you're you're a recently placed king who so, has the power of the Black Panther, so you right. also have to fulfill those. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm not <laughs> trying. <laughs> to hear it. I, mean, I, I mean, but this is the thing. Like, I was actually I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy earlier too while I was here. Okay. And like the thing I like about the Marvel movies is that like you know. I got into it with Derek not too long ago because he was like, ah, oh, they just make this shit up. And I'm like, no, like, there's actual thought put behind this. Like, the character motivations, how, why they go from point A to point B to point C, point, like, et cetera, et cetera. There's a reason for it. Right. And, like, I, you know, I don't think Black Panther's a fantastic movie. I'm not, I don't fall out over like everybody else was. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, the motivations make sense. Like, they fall in line with everything else. But, I it's, about the, it's about the art of storytelling. I mean, yeah. you can tell the story and you understand both sides, why they're warring and then why they come into this sudden outcome at the end of the movie and you get it, then that makes sense. Right. You still have people who are like, well, I don't understand why Infinity War happened and this, this. I was like, look, you're really, now you're just looking too far into it. Just enjoy it for if you follow the movies. And I still think most of the Marvel movies, you don't have to know what happened in the beginning. Like, it'll help, but you can still just jump in like, okay, I like this part. I like this movie. Like, it's pulled me in enough to have the dialogue, the story, the character um, build up. Everything else was good to be, you know, to get you to that point. I think I think you sympathize. You you sympathize and you understand the motivations better if you've seen the other previous movies. Like, right. You can right. walk into Infinity War and go like, "Oh, Captain America's a badass," and that'll be enough to, to carry you through the next two movies. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, I think like the weight of the character functions a lot better mm-hmm. if you've seen the other Captain America films. Yeah, because I, I I know you because me, you, and Garrett all agreed that like I I get the public's fascination with Tony Stark, mm-hmm. but nothing to me. I yeah. He sacrificed himself, big whoop. Nothing was heavier for me than the Steve Peggy arc. No, and I think there's a reason that they that ended on that. hit yeah. harder than Tony dying. Yeah. yeah, that shit fucked me up yeah. because the ending of the first Avenger was just honestly top five, one of the saddest things I've seen. Oh yeah, and on, we never <laughs> like, like I'm sorry, it, in it, a it is a movie. And keep in mind, like as superhero superhero movies were being produced. There's probably two movies that I can honestly say took that realm. It may have been sad or it's not like the most warzy, the, the um, warm, fuzzy mm-hmm. ending that most people expect. Right. That's Spawn. Okay. And that's Blade. And I think, in terms of their approach, yeah. In terms of their approach, their endings, like Blade was, it was still kind of like, yeah, I killed all the vampires, but there's still other vampires to get. Right, right, I'm right. on the move. And then was spawned. I thought, I thought he was going to say the part when he was like, blah, 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 comrade, Tobinish. When he was in Russia. And I was, like, I was like, why the fuck is Wesley Snipes in Russia? Why the fuck is he in Russia? Like, one of five black people in Russia. Like, okay. Oh, fuck, all black people around Russia. And a fucking blizzard. Bitch, please. You went from downtown LA to Moscow, nigga. I like I didn't realize this until like I, every time I see it, I forget about the scene. That scene, that closing scene, <laughs> it's the same guy from the beginning of the movie that he's been stalking. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. But you realize he's like in like a what they call in clerks a nudie booth, and he's about to smack off. <laughs> but he takes out a razor blade. <laughs> And puts it on the fucking seal, and he's getting ready to jerk off. And that's when Wesley Snipes stops. I'm like, the thing's implied in this movie. Like, Jesus like, Christ! Like, what the? <laughs> like, this is 
dark. Fucking blade. But uh, looking at those movies and looking at how some of the Disney movies have played a role in just telling an accurate story, like, everything's not going to be happy. Like, I think most people probably would have appreciated if Tony Stark lived and got the, you know, everybody survived right. and it's like, right, yeah. all right, now the world is back put in place and yeah. everything else. So it's like, no. Because if you look at, I think that's the selling point for me in Marvel when it comes to, if I'm choosing Marvel, am I choosing DC? Marvel is very lifelike. And I say lifelike in terms of the issues between regular human beings and mutants. That can be the same for any person of color versus the mass majority of white people. If you want to say it like that, in terms of like looking at the civil rights movement, right, mutant uh, liberation, stuff like that, very dynamic and parallel worlds. Where I feel like DC has not really, to me at least, and I could be wrong, it's too unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to strap the world on my back and move it out of orbit to dodge an asteroid and I'm going to move it right back. I'm going to hurl myself in They the put field. it back? Yeah, <laughs> they Superman, put it back. Superman evidently did this. We're like, here's my thing. I'm like, what logic can you build something with the Earth's resources as it is to strap the planet on your motherfucking back and literally just strong, like, world's toughest man strong arm this shit and move it out of orbit, and then like, all right, we missed the asteroid. Instead of me destroying the, the asteroid, I'm just going to move it out of place, and then I'm going to put the Earth right back in place. Oh, okay, but my you know, work is done. You know, legit, like, I think that's actually the problem with the DC movies, actually. Because, like, like, we all grew up, like, we come from a certain generation. Right. And there was a very key distinction between Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Marvel characters lived in the real world. You know, I mean, it's just as simple as they lived in New York and Batman, Superman lived in Metropolis and Gotham City and they had Coast City, had all these made up towns, right? Mm -hmm. These made up cities. Um, But on top of that, like, you know, the Marvel characters encountered like really like, they they encountered like racism, sexism, trip ups. Yeah, like trip ups that like happen in real life. You know what I mean? Like there was a Stan Lee story where like uh, uh, Namor like literally just kind of like walks out of the ocean and goes straight to Matt Murdock's office like, I want to sue humanity. And he's like, why? And he's like, because you're polluting the ocean. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, I, and I'm like, that's, that's you're brilliant. You're that's like, kind right. of brilliant. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that was a Marvel story. And, like, now we're in this weird space where, like, the DC movies are trying to be realistic, hyper-realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Marvel yeah. movies are kind of doing what Marvel's always done. Mm-hmm. And I think the DC needs to get, the DC movies need to get back to forming an identity of their own and not to try to be hyper-realistic. I agree with that. Like, I, agree with I actually that. am one of those people that, like, I like Superman the movie. The first Superman. I actually like it more than any of the other Superman movies. And, like, the reason I like Superman the movie is because, like, I'm like, it's just a fun, upbeat film. Right, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, it's just a fun movie. You know, uh, Troy actually said something to me uh, a year ago, two years ago, um, that I knew in the back of my head, but I just needed to hear it out loud. Mm-hmm. And it kind of touches on what you were just saying, because uh, we were coming from watching Homecoming, mm-hmm. and you were like, the brilliance of this is Marvel has always been character driven and Tony wraps it up like the whole point of Marvel Tony uh, captures when he's scolding Peter mm-hmm. when Peter's like oh you know you, you're probably not even here and Tony steps out of the suit himself right. <laughs> and he goes you know you can just give me the suit back kid if, you think, if, if, if the suit is who you are if, if it's not Peter then give me the suit back right. And you were saying that, like, that's what Marvel's always been. It's always been the character first, what they can do later. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're not just, it, it, it's not 
It's not Spider-Man, just some dude swinging through the city. No, it's Peter Parker, perpetual geek, loser, broke, this and a third. Not as strong as most of the people he fights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's all these things before that. That's what they bring to the table, and then they craft these stories around them. And just listening to you talk about this ridiculous super it's Superman who moved this planet out. I, I didn't know. I don't know the story you're talking about. I, I, I sound familiar. He did it in Superman in the movie. Too, yeah, and I knew I knew he did it in the movie, but I didn't know he well, he did put it back. Because he, he also spun, spun the world the around. Right. In reverse time. Because like. apparently that's how time works. Because <laughs> that's how time works. And you know, it's funny because you were thinking about that. I mean, you were saying that, and you're saying they moved it to dodge something. And all I could think about while you were talking was that's so weird because yeah, that's a that's a way to think of it because DC their answer is move the planet, mm-hmm. put it back. Yeah. Marvel's answer from fucking phenomenal finale to a story arc, mm-hmm. brilliant, astonishing X Men when uh, the Break World sent uh-huh. that gigantic bullet, bullet right to right Earth. Yeah. And they had no way, like, if this bullet was going to destroy Earth and Kitty Pride latches on to the bullet and phases the fucking bullet through the Earth. And the whole time, Emma's holding her mind, Emma Frost is holding her mind together, and she's like, Miss Pride. Uh, no, no, she said something to, to, to Emma, and uh, she's, she's like, Are you disappointed, Miss Frost? And Emma responds, no, astonished. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, that, that, that's, that's the that's shit. That, that is the cool, that is the shit that Marvel does. Because it's like, dude, you think about these two broads hate each other. Mm-hmm. They have never, like, from, from, from Emma kidnapping her, the very first appearance of Kitty Pryde, they've always been kind of at each other's throats. Yeah. And for them to have that moment of Emma super diva probably the biggest diva in comics oh, history yeah. yeah for her to yeah. verbally bow to kitty and say right. astonished <laughs> like she's like she's like miss Pr- she's like miss pride i mean miss frost are you disappointed and she goes no bitch i'm fucking astonished <laughs> like, you know, like, like, like that like that like just like like remember a couple years ago when i was telling you about uh that um, another amazing like just meta moment in marvel in civil war seven Civil War Seven, when all hell's breaking loose, heroes are fighting each other, not and yet. not yet in Times Square when they were fighting in Prison Forty Two, okay. and okay. they're fighting. And Spider Man, who was pro registration side at first, he's now on Cap side. Side, and you turn the page, and you just see Spider Man fucking up nine people in three panels. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, they do that, they do that I, I call it the Spartan, the Spidey animation. Oh, yeah. Where they yeah. do... The multiple the, the, versions the, of the, 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 Like, the, 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 the phasing, like, you know what I mean? Like, him, he's there, there in seconds, you know what I mean? And it's so funny because even though he's fucking up all these people, the one constant in all the panels is there's a piece of Mr. Fantastic stretching around all these things. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the final, final panel, you realize holy shit, Reed is trying to catch Spider-Man. And, right, yeah. and, and literally, Reed, it's like Reed, it's like, it's like the first time that Reed has actually seen all that is Spider-Man. Right, yeah, right. And Reed literally goes, um, amazing. <laughs> and the final panel is Spidey put his foot in Reed's face going, spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 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 I was
spectacular. <laughs> That's the thing I really love about Marvel. Like, and honestly, I'll be the first person to tell you, I'm a Marvel fanboy first and foremost. Marvel is how I started. Marvel will be how my generations after me will end. <laughs> um, it's it's about character development. It's about character growth. And then at the end of the day, I always look at the comics like, okay, if this was to happen in the real, in the real world, do their laws and physics make sense as opposed to like us being right here right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, I get the gamma radiation. Okay, I get the mutations. I get this. I get that. Terrigen. That's okay. I get all that. And they explain it to you where it's like, damn, okay, that's believable. Right. Okay. <laughs> That is that's that is funny you say that because that is also something that's really cool about Marvel. They use a and I think I brought this up to you a couple of years ago. There's this book that's out there. I haven't seen it on shelves in many years, but there's an actual legitimate book written by this physicist called Science and the X Men. Oh, yeah. And she, I think it's a woman that wrote it. She literally breaks down. Here's the real world application to all the major X Men because it came out right around when the Fox Kids. X-Men came up with X-Men was is at the height of its popularity. Right. So she was like literally and like I read it and I said, Holy hell, like I can probably write a dope ass X-Men story now because now I get, get it, right. I get like because yeah. and, 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 and Marvel does that thing where they use actual like when I hear a scientist on any serious whatever I'm listening to mm. and they say gamma rays, I'm like, Holy shit, that's not made up. That's a thing. My mind got blown away from my uncle when I said something about storm flying. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Storm doesn't fly. I was like, yeah, what do you mean? No. no. And when he, when I found out that Storm actually rides like wind currents, but yeah. she makes the wind currents come to her. Yeah. It's so strong. Like technically, if you're standing next to Storm when she's flying, you, you should be away. like blown yeah. away like you're getting hit by a cyclone. Like mm-hmm. she actually has the wind so strong and her costume actually is curtailed to like lift her up like it's a yeah. parachute to yeah. make her look like she's that's why she's all that's why the all the most popular storm costumes always had that the little cape that that, yeah yeah yeah, you know what i mean who was it i think i think it was a story it it was either a comic had to be a comic but they 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 actually drew storm taking off and whoever like cyclops told storm to go do something storm took off and they like showed like the leaves lifting up and somebody's hair blowing yeah because yeah, Storm had lifted herself and into the... That would make sense, because, I mean, it, it's... Like, at the end of the day, she is the weather witch. Mm-hmm. That was her name back in Africa. Yeah. So, th- I think this is what also spoiled it for me, going from... And I think you touched on this point about when it becomes live action, it gets watered down. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, the best, <laughs> like, the, yeah, the, the best <laughs> example is I could think of is going from Fox Kids X-Men, which is on Disney+, Plus, by the way. <laughs> when you hear the actors, the actors that yeah. play Storm say, from the heavens, I saw... <laughs> and like, I, I felt like I was in church. All right? yeah. I remember like, I was watching those cartoons not only with my uncle, but my mom was getting into it too. Yeah. So like, my mom, like, she'd be like, oh, is, is this an episode with Storm in it? Okay, I need to sit down and watch this. Like, Storm was her girl. And then to see, like, Halle Berry be like, do you know what happens to a friend? Oh, that was so, uh, I was like, did you, really? see, did you see that supermodel who uh, played her, uh, who dressed as Storm for Halloween? I yes. can't remember. I can't remember her name right now. But she was like, she went to Heidi Klum's like Halloween party or something okay. like that. I like. I'm assuming. I mean, I'm assuming she's not an actor. Like, I'm assuming right. she can't act. Mm-hmm. But like her, just her representation of that character mm-hmm. or her depiction of it was light years beyond. Uh, was it Alexandra Ship and Holly <laughs> Berry? Like, and I mean, only, light years beyond. She said, "The only person I can accept being Storm, truth be told, in live action, if." She, 
if they use the anti-aging. He's going to say uh, anti-vaccine. I mean, you just took my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I knew as I mean, soon as you said the eight seconds, you're going to say Angela Bassett. Again, if I'm going to compare it to like outside the comics itself and go through the first step of anything being live action, which is animation, mm-hmm. I can see Angela Bassett right. just having that flair as a black woman, just be like from the like I need like <laughs> I need was, narration. I need the, from uh, the heavens, <laughs> I'm down from the plains of the, 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 the strike you down. Like, Star and, did go off in that first uh, cartoon episode, but she was like, uh, I, I, I'm the mistress of the elements. I command you to release that child. <laughs> Everybody like that first episode, everybody had like a, a line. Cause I remember, yeah. I remember uh, 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 the Sentinel said, uh, "Stand aside, I must apprehend that mutant." And Gambit's like, uh, "Apprehend this." Why so sassy? Why they so sassy on this show? Like, <laughs> no, but like, I mean, like Storm is regal. Like, she yeah, is. yeah. And like, I think yeah. that the movies have done her such a disservice. Like, I also think like, I we were talking about the science of the X Men. Mm-hmm. Right? I've always kind of preferred when I like when the X Men start doing like when they start getting into the magic stuff. I'm not big on the Liana Rasputin and all that stuff. Like it's yeah, she's 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 a cop out. Like but that's, like that's lazy. When the X Men have powers that are like like are anchored in science, mm-hmm. have some sort of like science application to right. them, that makes sense to me because they're mutants. Yeah, yeah. they're mutants. Like there's the evolution some, of a creature that's on the planet. Right? right. There's like a natural science aspect of them that make that should like. That should like go along with it. That's why Wolverine makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he's an animal. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's okay, fine. That works for me. Cyclops is like a Cyclops does energy. Like, he's, a, he's a he's a he's a trans something. Yeah. He takes solar energy he and turns like, it turns it into optic blast. And yeah. I like the fact that they they actually implemented this with him and Havoc with the fact that their powers negate each other. Right. Oh yeah, they can. So, they're one wasting. can't technically hurt the other. It has to be actual like fisticuffs. Yeah, so they're wasting. They actually punch each other. They're wasting each other's time, big time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, um, you know, it's funny. Yeah, you're right because uh, I, 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 you know, I always, I, I find myself fun facting people about the X Men a lot because Gambit technically is probably one of the most powerful X-Men ever created. Yeah. If, if you, if you he's science like application, dangerous. <laughs> he's, he's incredibly dangerous. Like, but you know, and I think that's funny that they, 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 they make him so fascinated with playing cards, you know, to, to, to match the gimmicky name. Right. But like, I remember like when Gambit first came on the scene, I have a comic in the closet somewhere where like they was chasing him down and he just grabbed a bucket full of tacks and threw him. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, like, I was like, all right. And you know, like, kinetic energy is charging things with movement speed so the fact that he can charge something overloaded to the point where it explodes like they they downplay that but like gambit is probably somebody you don't want to invite to your house man like like he's just not he doesn't seem like a fun like like he seems a little bit of a threatening uh yeah, like no, what? Let me charge this door up real quick. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 they never do that. I swear I read a story where he like he actually charged like some living organism, and like threatened to like blow it up or something. Like yeah, that. I he, don't remember he, what book that was. He but. and 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 it's it's dangerous to do that because there there are there are there are actual publications where they say um, it has to be a non sentient object that he touches. He can't he can't charge. Right. You know what I mean? So like so some writers have had him threaten to do things like that to people. Mm-hmm. But, like, people always come out the woodworks and go, he can't do he can't that. can't do that, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because right. if he could do that, then him and Rogue probably wouldn't that. make sense because yeah. 
you know what I mean? Like, what's to stop him from pretty much doing that to anyone? Right. (laughs) You know, like, because honestly, I think Gambit is one of the few base X-Men that could kill Wolverine. I can see that. He could he definitely could, go. He could actually charge his uh, his uh, his claws and be like, "Game yeah. over." Wolverine, yeah, Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine would stab him, mm-hmm. and that's all Gambit would need. Yeah, that that's that's it for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, reconfigure yourself from that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just like guts everywhere, boy. It's gonna be it's gonna be you and Magneto all over again. <laughs> like just done. <laughs> Bye. So I do want to bring up one one quick side note. Is anybody reading House of X? Yes. Here or, we go. Uh oh. Uh oh. Alright, without me saying anything else, what's your great with House of X? Uh we liked it. I liked it. I liked I House and Powers. It was it was it was different. It was uh it was it was a breath of fresh air from the stagnant shit they've been doing for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. It didn't need to be tw- 24 books. It was 12 issues. It didn't need to be issues. it didn't need to be 12 issues. It, they could have knocked that shit out in 6. Well, Jonathan Hickman is a wordy motherfucker. <laughs> I said it when I read Infinity. Like Warren, I mean uh, Alan Moore, you are not my friend. Knock that get this shit done in 5 issues. <laughs> like like <laughs> I think it needed that body just because if you're really going to they took a stab in a dark one this one. If you're really going to remix it and you're going to introduce somebody who's been convertly a mutant all this time throughout history and now all of a sudden, oh, hey, I forgot Marvin Mataga's a mutant now. It's like, what? Wait, what? And not only is she a mutant, but there's now going into so many different timelines. Right. And I'm like, <clears throat> I think that's the one power I don't, I still to this day, as I've read it, I still don't get. It's like, are you really going backwards in time, or are you just going into uh, again, like the like the flash, a flash point of your own? Right. Yeah. Like I, I you're think, you started off here, but then it's like okay, now I'm getting sent back here, and now I'm etching so this and then I'm etching. I had that same problem. Yeah. Because I remember I called we you and I and this. I called we you and, about this too. and I said, you know what, what I'm gonna have to do, and and I blame Hickman for this. Okay. I see what he was trying to do. I think what's going on here, it's, it's, you ever watch Lost? Yeah. So it's kind of like, it is, it's, it's parallel timelines, right? Right. He's so wordy that unless you read it all in one sitting, Mm -hmm. you don't get that 616, what we've grown up on, is one of those timelines. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's, it's the, it's like in the map one, when they, what issue when they show the map? Mm -hmm. It's like life number three or so. Yeah. Right. But being how that's life number three or four or whatever the fuck, it's being how that's life number four, you kind of go, oh, okay, so that's four. So that means five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten happen afterwards. No, they all happen, and four is the only one that remains, mm-hmm. which is probably why she's in hiding now because this is it for her. Mm-hmm. She dies again, that's over. And Destiny said that. Right. We don't know. We don't know if it's over. Because so what I'm saying is it's like a multiverse kind of a thing. Right. They're all connected in the sense of like cellular intelligence. Mm-hmm. So That's when ten point. dies, mm-hmm. nine through one gain what ten lost. 
kind of like the movie The One with Jet Li. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's like, so it's kind of like a more. I can connect anything to so everything. So it's, so it's, so, so, so yeah, so it's, so it's kind of like that. And, and, and it's 100%, like, because it didn't hit me as a twist ending until I read it all in one sitting. But mm-hmm. that's why they kept the secret what Life 10, what happened to Life 10. Right. Even though Life 10 lived the longest. Right. Excuse me, I did air quotes there. But Life 10 lived the longest. But Life 10 is the one that discovered that no matter what they do, they're always going to lose because they're not the next step in evolution. All right, the phalanxes. Yes. The the, 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 the breeding of human, the meeting of human technology is. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's really weird because, like I said, he's so wordy. You see all this other shit happening that you don't really need. Like, I didn't really need that page of Storm looking at naked people you saying you're so upset about that scene <laughs> <laughs> like, I really didn't need Storm to be like Queen of Zion from the Matrix going I know your nakedness you are my sister mm-hmm. here here for Marvel Girl here here for I'm like but you, know, but you know actually reading that scene it goes back to what we were just talking about Storm mm-hmm. like that's her, her majestic nature you know what I, I mean? and I get it like I was like <laughs> And like I kind of, it's weird because I'm reading a uh, storm book right now. I've been kind of reading it off and on from like about four or five years ago. Okay. Um, and she's very like casual. Like it's like it's kind of weird for me to read a storm book where she's like, "That's cool," you know what I mean? Like it's just like it's very weird for me. And so to see, and so to see. Storm being like Storm in the Hickman book, I was like, okay, good. I, this wait, I can deal with. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like 1998 or so, right? Yeah. <laughs> Marvel decided that they were going to put Marrow on the X-Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From the Morlocks. Mm-hmm. And Marrow is a great character because Marrow worships Angel. Mm-hmm. Right? She sees him as Christ. Right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and she fucking hates Storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, Storm fucking assaulted her and killed her. But didn't know she was going to survive. Yeah. So she Mar- also took it to the Morlock leader. I didn't like that. Fact. Right. And then she yeah. took out the Morlock leader who Marrow looks at like a mom. Mm-hmm. So Marrow hates fucking Storm. But Iceman brought Marrow to the X-Men and said, hey, this is what we do. We help mutants, right? And Marrow pretty much was like, alright, well, if I'm standing in this X-Mansion, I'm standing in the basement and fuck y'all. Right? Like, every day, her and Storm are butt heads. And it's so funny to me that you were like, I've never, it's rare I see Storm casual. Because I think it's X-Men 62 or something, right? Well, Wolverine, this fucking bitch. I hate Wolverine so much. <laughs> I hate him so much. I hate him. And he did a very Wolverine thing. Simp-ass Wolverine is talking to Storm in her greenhouse attic, right? And, you know, Wolverine gotta be uh, the ladies, man. He gotta make every woman happy. And he's like, you want me to go downstairs to spank the kid? And Storm's just like upstairs clipping her 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 plants and just like, I just want everybody to get along. And I'm like, bitch, you are definitely <laughs> orchestrating this fight between the two. And then like, you don't see Wolverine for the rest of the issue. And then at the very end, Marrow's downstairs in her basement sulking. And then you just hear the... Uh, the, the strike of a match and Wolverine's in her basement. Her basement very clearly says, do not fucking come into the basement. Mm-hmm. Right. So the whole next issue is Marrow and Wolverine going at it. Just straight <laughs> fighting, On right? half of the storm. <laughs> and, and Storm is upstairs in the greenhouse just, just clipping her fucking... Right. Just preening, preening. Just preening like the roof. And like, it's just like pouring, pouring more vase of water. And, and Marrow 
murders Wolverine. Like, Wolverine wins the fight. Yeah. But then, like, he's like, now get up, kid. And, you know, like, we're a family and get your shit in order. And Meryl's like, he's crying. He's like, okay, okay. And as soon as, like, he helps her up off the ground, mm-hmm. she jabs a bone uh, a knife right in his throat and says, fuck you, dude. I'm a killer. Okay? I don't play nice nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Wolverine just goes all berserker and Cannonball comes down and saves her. And he's like, yo, what is going on here? What, what, y- y'all are murdering each other. Mm-hmm. And then Storm's like, oh, what happened? And she, and Cannonball sees the bullshit. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, it's such a great issue. Cannonball's like, you allowed this? And Storm's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Now, you know, actually, I would love to read a book. I'm, I'm surprised someone, especially now in this era, I'm surprised someone hasn't done a story, or maybe they haven't, I just haven't read it, uh, where someone's just like, Wolverine, stop being such a, like, just stop being such a fool for love. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, like, just, like, stop, like, stop bending over backwards for these chicks. Like, they don't need your help, first of all. <laughs> but second of all, you trying to pay, like, you know, uh, Dad, yeah, obnoxious. It it is. It's weird, and you know, Wolverine probably stinks. He probably does. He's an animal, (laughs) and he smokes, and he drinks, and he's hairy. Mm -hmm. He's probably disgusting, and these women just use him. I've always hated the notion of Wolverine's heartthrob, and like, it's like. Once they, he's like, five two. He's five two. But also, <laughs> like, 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 I mean, I just like the idea of him putting the moves on Jean Grey, and Jean Grey kind of being like, "Nah, I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm with Cyclops." But at the same time, like, you know, I, like, she gets the Phoenix Force in her, and then she just wants to be on the wild side, right? Like I, that, I got. But like this whole thing about like you know she he's got Mariko was America yeah and he's got all and these then he did Storm at one point when X Men Three was out like it's just like no come on stop <laughs> like he's it. like in the comics I mean like I'm like stop yeah. it enough like, yeah they they were messing around during her punk phase I think yeah uh-huh. <sighs> yeah her second punk phase <laughs> I actually had I was gifted an encyclopedia on nothing but Wolverine like his highs his lows his lineage everything and I remember reading that dumbass book right there. Actually, yeah. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> dumbass book right there. <laughs> and at first, I was all excited. And then, like, as I kept reading, I was like, like, Wolverine started becoming boring to me. Because it's like, you're doing the same shit over and over. Like, over. you're the definition of insanity. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I've also never liked, um, like, I, Wolverine didn't really kind of make sense to me until, actually, until Graham Morris's book. That was the first time that I was like, okay, Wolverine makes sense now. Right. But because he was showing maturity, he was showing growth for the first time, I kind of yeah. feel. But, like, prior to that, like, yeah, I just, there's certain things about his history. Like, people love the Frank Miller, Chris Claremont, Chris, Cl- uh, mm. Chris Claremont book on Wolverine, where he's, like, ninja assassin and samurai guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he doesn't have to be those. He doesn't, like, he, like, then there's the whole thing with him being Patch. So yeah, I'm like, I don't like any of that shit. And never, and, and that whole ninja shit never made sense for me because yeah, I'm like, sense. I'm like, homie, you weigh 400 pounds. I don't want to imagine you pouncing, pouncing around <laughs> Japanese roofs. You're you you're 400 pounds. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Like, I don't see you stealthily moving anywhere. <laughs> like, like, there's like, a there's a great um Garth Ennis because he hates superheroes, but he he but he loves writing the Punisher. Right. There's a great two part story. Uh, where um, Ennis has a team up with uh, Punisher and Wolverine, and like they are tracking down some mob, and it turns out to be a mob of midgets actually. All right, SPC, that's but... it. Anytime you introduce a mob of midgets, yeah. it just gets weird. But like the entire second half of that, first of all, Punisher wants nothing to do with Wolverine, and Wolverine wants nothing to do with Punisher, of course, right. right? 
But then the entire second half of the book is, I forget where the, the actual conflict starts to come into play, but it's basically Punisher treating Wolverine like Wile E. Coyote. Like to, to, <laughs> to the point, to the point, the Punisher shoots him in the face with a double barrel shotgun yeah. and then drives over him with a steamroller. Of course. <laughs> like, of course. Of course. Of course. I'm like, could Ennis hate Wolverine anymore? Like, he just hates his character so much. But it was like the most hilarious thing to me. <laughs> That's some shit Deadpool would do. Huh? Yeah. Like, right, I love right now. I'm just thinking about that because the, the, the last Wolverine Deadpool fight in Wolverine Origins, I love that they showed Deadpool's perspective yeah. and it was mad Acme cartoons. Mm. <laughs> like, it was like literally like, it was the stupidest thing. Like, I, it was, I think it was one part in the fight. Wolverine, like Deadpool ran away and Wolverine got somewhere. And then like, there was a rope that said, don't pull me. And Wolverine, like, there was like a piano. And I was like, I was like, what? I, was like what? I was like, dude, Deadpool and Punisher, why are they the two people that people just love writing? Because it's just madcap stupid shit. Like, it's just like, it's perfect. It's like Punisher, like, he rolled over him, like, with a steel. It's absolutely perfect. Oh, my God. That's good. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, wrapping up, because I got to get out of here. Okay. Comics, the whole genre of geek culture, mm-hmm. right? Good for the public, bad for the public. I would say it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> like, yeah. So we're just not going to come to the game, right? I mean, it's I no yes it's or no. All right, so for me, it was like growing up. This is the topic I wanted, I wanted to touch on. Because yeah. yeah. growing up, for me, nerd culture felt like it was just mine to own. Okay. And I say just mine to own because I had like my inner circle of like very few friends that I was able to roll with where everybody else was into like cars and other bullshit. Right. It was just like, all right, this is my small part of the world that the world isn't touching and mm. it's pure. It's like okay. a newborn baby. Now it's like so mainstream. It's like every streaming service, every channel needs to have a superhero show. Mm. It needs to have just that end thing yeah. of whatever the case may be. Mm. And I feel like as pop culture as it is, when's the burnout going to happen? Because normally when the burnout happens, either something really great is going to come from it or it's now going to tank and I can kiss, well, I don't see this happening, but I can kiss like the greatness that Marvel Studios has been producing becoming watered down to the point where it's like, all right, we need to take a step back. Like, I don't want it to happen to how it did vampires and werewolves that was a really strong slick and i was like that was a real yeah it it was was cool twilight Mm -hmm. and then twilight happened i was like yeah yeah, nope i'm done Mm -hmm. i'm done Mm -hmm. like my vampire should not be shimmering in the fucking light (laughs) i'm always like a sequin sparkling dress or some shit yeah i've always been more of an Anne rice vampire myself vampire kind of like I don't want them to be sexual creatures. They don't have sexual organs. Like, that's stupid for a vampire to have a dick. Like, why would he have the one thing that creates life and he's dead? That's a great point, actually. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, in, in Anne Rice books, the interview with vampire, vampire, like, mm-hmm. the moment they become vampires, their dicks shrivel up and fall off. Oh, damn. <laughs> Shit. They're Ken dolls. That's why I'm always Team Werewolf. They're, they're, Ken, they're Ken dolls down there. Because they have their dicks. <laughs> It's fucking gross. I mean, not, yeah. it's fucking gross. Have you seen the Castlevania show? The who? Castlevania. Castlevania. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it. it. I, I actually like the third, I need the third season to come 
I like it. Soon. I think it's like January. I like it. I'm an Alucard fan, so you know seeing him is, on right? it. Who? That's Ellis. That's Warren Ellis. Oh, writing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about the voice. I'm like, yeah. no, that's not his voice. No, no, no. That's Warren Ellis. No, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I dig I dig the Castlevania show. It's just, um, you know, that kind of animation I know takes forever to do, so. You're right, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would, I, one of these days, a cartoon studio is going to get two or three seasons in his belt before it comes out with shit. Yeah. So we don't have to wait, wait so long. To, yeah, for yeah. another one. Yeah, but I guess no, one. they don't want to sit on it if it fails. Right. Yeah. That's the other but no, but Castlevania is a huge franchise. Yeah, so like, franchise. come but on now. Sucked out the gate. Oh, but you know what? Castlevania is Konami. Yeah. And you know, Konami is all trying to be laundry yeah. machines and shit right, now. Yeah, they're just trying to pop them out now. <sighs> uh, but uh, your point about um, yeah, I agree with Briscoe. I think it's a double-edged sword because like we're in this. We're in this weird space where, like, you know, people talk a lot about gatekeeping. I don't know if you've heard this term, or term lately. Yeah, I'm familiar with the word gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping. <laughs> like, people talk a lot about it. Um, and I kind of share your sentiment where, like, it was just something that was kind of like my thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's become highly social. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's weird that, like, uh, I, like I, I can appreciate the social aspect of it. Right. But I think that ultimately, the minute something goes, truthfully, the minute something goes Hollywood, like, you know, it becomes a whole other animal. And it's destined to kind of lose what made it what it is. Yeah. You know? Um, again, that's what I find impressive about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Cause I feel like they, some people disagree with me, but I think they've maintained kind of like the basic tenets that Stanley and Jack Kirby, et cetera, et cetera, had kind of set up. But, um, yeah, it's like, it's this weird ass, it's this weird thing where it's like, it's become highly social, so then what you get with that is, like, you get a lot of, like, rubberneckers, mm-hmm. a lot of onlookers, you get a lot of, we talked about this before, with Batman, and I, like, always joke about this, mm. we did a show, like, a while back where, like, um, I did a show with you um, for uh, Mocha, when I was still doing the Mocha show, mm. and you made a comment about, like, you hate, you hate what Arkham, I think you're talking about Arkham Asylum specifically, okay. you hate what Arkham Asylum has done to Batman, because now any Joe Blow person calls himself a Batman fan, and et cetera, et cetera. Now, by today's standards, that would be considered gatekeeping, right? Uh-huh. But, like, I think that something can be said to like, for, like, trusting people who actually know the material to mm-hmm. talk about the material. And what we've seen for, like, the last, like, literally 10, actually, damn, 20 years now, mm-hmm. has been, like, people who are just rubberneckers mm-hmm. becoming, like, um, becoming the hot take kings of geek culture, mm-hmm. right? Like, they become the official word of geek there culture. You, go. you know what I mean? That's my beef. And that's my beef, too. Like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate that. I don't like that. And, like, there's just so much. I think we're in a weird tipping point now where I think people are getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm, and, like, I brought this up. I was saying this earlier. Like, Anita Sarkeesian, you know, I'm like, this is my favorite topic, right? I actually, I haven't talked about her in a while. <laughs> this is my favorite topic I've not talked about in a while. <laughs> because she's become largely irrelevant in the last couple of years. But, like, um, Anita Sarkeesian is a game critic. And she always kind of takes this feminist approach to everything, right? But she always goes, like, so far in the opposite direction. Oh, God. And it took a while for people to kind of, kind of get wise to that. So she recently tweeted out something about The Mandalorian, the Star Wars show. And she was saying, like, yeah, like... It's really disappointing that, like, you know, I'm watching The Mandalorian show and there are no female characters. I saw that tweet. What a trash ass. Now, right. And yeah. she's a verified person with tons she's of followers. Mark, and yeah. she said something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because four or five years ago, mm-hmm. 
that would have been a heat-seeking missile, and people just retweeted and retweeted and retweeted, mm-hmm, and people mm-hmm. would have applauded her for saying that and all that shit. Right. Now, in 2019, this is why I think there's a tipping point happening. Everyone's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> they checked the shit out of it. Yeah, so basically, the lady, so, so basically the lady said, I'm watching The Mandalorian, and I'm, and I'm ashamed in 2019. You don't have one female character in there, especially when there's a female character leading the movies. Well, and no, like she didn't even make that connection. She, the, the very the very next one. Oh okay. You, the next tweet. She she because she tried to, she tried to pop off. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to slide down the comments very far before somebody said not only was the armor in the fucking episode a woman, woman right? <laughs> like you know what I mean? That's what I was like. <laughs> like I'm pretty right. sure there's a woman. Second, secondly, you don't. Not every story has to. Right, <laughs> like you know, like yeah. like See, you know, fix I, it, Jesus. <laughs> like right. fix it, like you know, right. <laughs> fix it. <laughs> like you know, not, hmm. I kind of fell in that realm because I'll say the first Star Wars movie that came out, uh, what was it, uh, The Force Awakens? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, yeah, yeah. It was sleeping. I was excited about because <laughs> for me it was like. I see a black man holding it, like, yeah. outside of, outside of oh, uh, Samuel Jackson, I see another black man Oh, yeah, you got got. Let's talk about the like, okie doke about yeah, that shit. You got got. Yeah. Everybody. I was hoodwinked and bamboozled I did not believe shit. it for a second. I didn't either. I, <laughs> like, I, like, I didn't Because like, even the story sp- started off with, like, him having this awakening. I was mm-hmm. like, damn, like, how are they mm-hmm. going to explain no. that? That's going to be cool. No. And they haven't touched on that plot point yet. And I don't I know. know. All right, so disclaimer. Because it's not going to happen. Wait for it. I have what I call the curse of Star Wars on me right now, so I'm we all very do. careful of what I say to avoid spoilers for people. Oh, okay. But it it doesn't touch on shit. None of the shit in these three movies makes sense, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I can also say like I kind of disown Star Wars in that set because my brother. Okay, so talk back to what brought me into nerd culture real quick. Mm-hmm. My brother got me into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. My mom got me into Star Trek, which. Mm-hmm doesn't make sense in all this grand scheme of stuff, but I'm like, it worked. It was stuff that I liked. It ran with it. And so I was talking to him, like, I was like, what do you think about the Mandalorian? He's like, well, I haven't watched it yet. I was like, oh, well, I got Disney Plus, you know, let me know, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we started talking about the movies, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm going to still go. Like, I supported all the movies. I'm going to still go, because, like, if I don't finish this one, I'm going to feel uncompleted. I'm like, I'm okay not knowing at this point. You know what? I would say this is the one movie I can honestly say, like, like I've seen all the Marvel movies, and I had to make sure I watched all the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm at a point where I'm like, I need to see all the Star Wars movies, and then I'm just like, eh, I can wait till it gets on Disney Plus right, and watch yeah. it with my son, and then I can explain stuff. I didn't see I didn't see Last Jedi until, uh, until what, like a year after it came out? So, me, and it's funny, I don't want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel point of Star Wars, you have this young person, this, this woman, come in, picks up a lightsaber off the first movie, fucks up uh, hey, Kylo Ren, who's training. No, it's garbage. Who's garbage. been training. Then second movie, mm-hmm. I find Luke, I train with him for a couple of days, no, but not really. But then, yeah, I go into the throne room of whoever the fuck... Snoke. Emperor Snoke is. Which they did not explain. No. And gets killed by a fucking cheap ass Jedi slash Sith move Mm -hmm. and didn't sense that shit. Didn't sense it, yeah. And then all like their guards who are force sensitive guards who are got force sensitive axes and nunchucks. The Crimson Guard. Like Okay, Crimson Guard. No, no, I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'm just just saying like ludicrous this is on it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's like these are supposed to be like the creme de la creme. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
okay, Kylo Ren makes sense. He can go in there and fuck him up. But even he was getting his shit handed to him. And fucking, uh, whatever the chick's name is. Ray. Ray. Just goes in and starts fucking Big Daddy and everybody. And I'm like, no. No, I will say no. this. That was my favorite scene in the movie. Just because it was like a big action scene. Right, I like that. But, it. but... In the grand scheme of this trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, yes, the okie doke with uh, Finn, because I it's, there's something very disingenuous. Okay, look, God, there's so many parts to this. Um, there's something very <laughs> disingenuous about the way that movie was marketed. Uh huh. Because if you watched, if you looked at a Star Wars commercial on uh, Telemundo, right, mm-hmm. you would think that Poe was the hero of the film. Of course. Yeah. If you watched a Star Wars commercial on uh, BET, you would think Finn was a, was a. Hero Why would you think that though? Hmm. No, I mean no. The the marketing the, 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 the marketing yeah, the placed it that way. Oh, because the black dude picked the lightsaber. You're right. Well, I mean, but the, but also the emphasis of where where the emphasis was on those people, let me, on those let, teasers at the time. Let me remind you of something real quick. Pulls off his mask to reveal a feeble, crusty old white man. We all want to be white. Well, isn't that true? <laughs> well, isn't that true? <laughs> <laughs> Black Rain! Black Rain! <laughs> I ain't gonna repeat the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I not remember for who I worked for. But, um, but yeah, like, no, I, um, yeah, man, it's, there was, the, the fix was in. There was a lot of weird stuff with that movie. Like, first, first of all, J.J. Abrams coming into Force Awakens, mm-hmm. saying that finally, Star Wars is for women. Like, Princess Leia has never existed. Right. Like, Mara right. Jade had never existed. Right. Like, like Ahsoka, who's, like, the most recent edition. Yeah. Not even the most recent, really, but still, the, like, more recent edition mm-hmm. never existed. Like... And very and very important to Anakin Skywalker's growth. Like, again, like, an okey-doke. Asajj Ventress, a badass female villain. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Literally the person who's, who cut his face. Right. <laughs> like, you know? And to our point, going back to bring it full circle, back to what we were saying earlier, like, and everybody who had an opinion about this yeah. just latched on to it. Yeah. And it's like, if you actually talk to people who actually followed Star Wars, yeah. you would know this is not true. Yeah. And I think that's the problem of corporations right now. So yeah. when, it, when you take things that we love and enjoy and it becomes such a money-generating machine, all right, I need the biggest dollar. I need to do... I think I feel like they focus so much on how much the effects cost. Okay, yeah. who's the top actors we can pull in? Whose merchandise we can ship out to this, this, mm-hmm. this? Get it all in Target, get it all in yeah. Walmart, get it. Uh, we forget what the storyline is actually about. So when I look at the storyline, I feel embarrassed to like even try to inform my son, who's picking, he's slowly and surely picking up. Like his first book that I read to him was a color book. Of all the Marvel heroes, like mm-hmm. the this one pissed me off. It was like the brown pants of the Incredible Hulk. I was like, the fucker's green, right, 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 right. <laughs> and you pick brown pants. Like, come right, on, right, right. <laughs> wearing purple pants. But like, his, like if you ask him, he'll say like his favorite heroes would be like Groot, Spider Man, Hulk. Like those are probably like his top three. Mm-hmm. I try to push Black Panther on him just because I'm like, growing up, we didn't have so many 
Yeah. Superheroes that are let alone action figures that were black. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say more than anything, action figures. Yeah, right. yeah, action figures. Now I can, sure. I can I can ride on that yeah. fight. I can, right. I can get on board with that one. So I was like, all right, you know what? let me give him Black Panther. And I remember him picking up Black Panther. Like, oh yeah, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then he went back to cars. I was like, all right, cars is kind of same. You got you got kind of neutral. You got to break, you gotta break <laughs> out old school GI Joe. Give him Roadblock. Roadblock. <laughs> Roadblock. No, no, actually, so I actually oh, had my, um, guy. my mom actually saved a bunch of my old action figures when yeah. I was a kid. So I had like old Power Rangers and I remember giving him, I was like, which Power Ranger should I give him? I was like, well, of course I have Tommy. I should give him Tommy. And there's Jason. I was like, but I got Zack. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Let me give yeah. him Zack. Let me do the first one. Mm-hmm. And I remember sh- sitting him down and showing him Power Rangers. And he was like, oh, he's like, alright, Power Rangers. Yeah. And before I asked him who was his favorite, I was like, look, I got a surprise for you. And I had the flip the, the Power Ranger with the flip head. Right, right. I know what you're I talking about. I was like, about. yeah, let me give it that. And it was like, he saw like a black person turn right. into a superhero. Right. Right. And I was like, and, and I didn't think, I was like, damn, like that just blew his mind. Because that's all he did for like the next week was flip his head and be okay. like, but daddy, Power Rangers. I was like, yeah. We're gonna go that's with that. <laughs> He's like, that's that. that's the move. <laughs> I I never had that. Pro- I never had a representation problem growing up. I didn't either. I, I I didn't, but uh. And I think, but you know, I think that's a lot to do with upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I know, I did have a reverse representation problem, because hmm. like, like for example, when Street Fighter Two came out, and I saw Dolcine, mm-hmm. and I didn't quite understand that he came from India because. I didn't see any Indian people growing up. Right. But you I see just, elephants, you instantly think Africa. Right. And I was, I was like, I, 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 I didn't, I knew he didn't come from Africa, mm-hmm. right? But all I saw was brown skin and I was just like, oh, the black dude sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like the black dude. Don't see that. It's like the cheapest character in the world. He's cheap, but he sucks. Yeah. Like, I was like, dude, because when people be like, yo, the black guy on Street Fighter, I'm like, Mike Tyson. Balrog. Balrog. Like Mike Tyson. That guy, that guy's amazing. Fuck Dawson. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> like I hate that guy. <laughs> like you know. Um, no, I, I, I think gatekeeping is necessary. Um, because of those things y'all were talking about. Um, yeah. it, it, it's funny because you know you brought up that tweet. I'll tell you about another tweet that said, it happened last week mm-hmm. that didn't so much get attacked, but somebody did correct her ass. But again, this person had a bigger platform than the person that corrected her. Mm-hmm. She goes because I guess they're working on an Indiana Jones reboot. Yeah. No, it's not a reboot. I think it's an extension of, yeah. So he's going to be, it's just a change in the actor. He's going to be Indiana? He's going to be, uh, yeah, he's going to be, um, Harrison Ford's going to be Indiana Jones again. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because the people don't like Shia LaBeouf, so, and even though Shia LaBeouf That's... was not the, he was not the terrible part of that movie, people don't like him. Yeah, there's a lot so... of things wrong with that movie. <laughs> not, not I'll tell you what's wrong with that movie. It was about aliens. Yeah, well, yeah. That, too. that That's what's wrong with the movie. It's about aliens. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, she goes... Uh, how about how, how about maybe casting a, a a female main and and give and make Indiana give uh, uh cultural things back to this uh the the culture it was stolen to the from people, yeah. to the, it was stolen from yeah. and I was like let me scroll down these comments to see if somebody gonna put her ass in her place because obviously you've never seen Temple of Doom mm-hmm. where his whole point was to give the fucking rocks Don't back, back. <laughs> like, you know, like, like you know mm-hmm. what I mean like and. Indiana's thing has never been my name goes in a, like what? Right. <laughs> like, no, Indiana's thing has never been 
I, I'm in it for the for the money, and I'm in it to right. put my shit in, right. in the museum. I don't. He think was I'm, Nathan Drake. It's usually, usually his <laughs> even, but even that. Nathan Drake ain't putting shit in. It, like you know what I mean? Like, but also, can we state the obvious here for a second? If you want a female Indiana Jones, just go watch Tomb Raider. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's Tomb Raider. No, no, no. That's, but but that's the but that's the thing. That's the thing with this fucking culture now. And because so, even Stan Lee fucking said it. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee said because 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 remember because if you dig if you dig enough you'll find people that's like oh well, Stan Lee had a problem with the gays because he was anti Spider Man being gay, gay. Right. and I remember I've argued with several gay people and people in public about it. like no he doesn't have a problem with fucking gays he has a problem with y'all coming and taking something that he worked hard to fucking create mm-hmm. and you saying oh he should be gay now no the fuck he shouldn't he didn't write him to be gay he did not create this character to be gay right. it doesn't also, make sense for this character to be gay. If you want a gay character, which Stanley said was, if you want a gay character, mm-hmm. I will help you write a gay character. Mm-hmm. But don't take my shit and flip try to it. Flip it into something else, right? That, that I did not intend for it to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 no. And actually, to bring it to bring it back around once again, going back to Watchmen, because here's my issue with the Watchmen TV show. Alan Moore. Mind you, I have not seen it. That's okay. That's all right. And Alan Moore told me not to watch it. He told you not to watch it. (laughs) I mean, but so Alan Moore like removed himself from that property because Mm -hmm. of a lot of like, like, because DC wanted to license it and not pay him. Like that's the God honest truth. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a lot of like back and forth. There's some, there's some issues there where like, you know, Alan Moore was wrong. DC was wrong. But ultimately him and Dave Gibbons, him and Dave Dave Gibbons created those characters together. And he just kind of like gave up his entire like ownership of those characters. Dave Gibbons was like, you know what, just make some money off of it, right? Yeah. But ultimately, you have to look at like you have to look at these situations like this. When you take a character that has already existed for several years mm-hmm. and you turn it into something else, right? Yeah. To like be uh, more current or modern or whatever yeah. it is, the person who made that character ultimately is not getting the ownership or the money correct for that character. Correct. And the other flip side of this is. You know, I love. It. I know everybody loves Miles Morales right now. I saw a Spider Verse movie. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember something: two white people created that character. Yep. And also, it's owned by Marvel. Yep. So no person of color is getting paid. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like and he definitely run. ain't the first Latino Spider Man. He's definitely not. No, that's also the funny thing about yeah. it. Miguel was around. Before yeah, that, yeah. Miguel is uh-huh. even in the fucking movie. Right. He's, he's, in, is, the movie. he's in the movie. He's actually in the movie. He's literally right there. Yeah. <laughs> like. Right. So it's 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 yeah you're right about that because I mean I know it's a cliche to say but Superman's creators died broke right mm-hmm. yeah and that's and and that's well, actually, kind, kind of sort of but yeah mm-hmm. they died broke in the sense of how much is Superman worth how much yeah. did they die with right and and and, well. and and even funnier because I, I I actually had this conversation with somebody recently. I, cause somebody was like, "Oh, Gotham! If Gotham City is New York, then where's Metropolis?" I was like, mm, "I don't really think that Gotham City is New. Well, Gotham City can be New York. That means that Metropolis is probably Toronto. I mean, seeing how right. it takes place in Canada." And they go, "No, cause Superman's American." And I was like, mm, "That doesn't bother me. Seeing how his creators are Canadian, yeah, Canadian, they're Canadian." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where he became the American here. Like, I don't even understand how he's the American here. I think he's an alien. But okay, I mean, go off, sis. <laughs> like, you know, draw him with, draw him with an American flag. I mean, well, he's like, been riding around singing a bunch of Americans. Well, right. He must be American. All right. Well, I mean, no. I mean, that's literally. Well, that's where his pussy it's is. It's World so. War Two. Yeah. That's where. <laughs> that's where. I mean, but Superman wasn't punching Hitler, was he? Yeah, he was. In, he was. In, yeah, all those superheroes were doing like the whole like. Superman like, punched Hitler. Yeah, I don't think he actually. 
Actually, he might have done. He might have actually gotten into it, Hitler. But like, yeah, like all those characters during the World Second World War, they were all doing like you know superhero comics where they were like you know in the war and all this other stuff. That's so yeah. dumb. That's so dumb. If I ever see Superman punching Hitler, I don't think he punched Hitler. But if I ever see no, Su- the only person that should be punching Hitler is Captain America. Well, yeah, we got that. <laughs> Maybe Wonder Woman. But <laughs> got- Maybe. Anyway. All right, guys, I want to really really thank you for coming and geeking out with me this was actually way more fun than i thought it was gonna be because i thought we were just gonna say a bunch of inflammatory things i thought i was gonna say a bunch of inflammatory things you definitely said the gays a couple of times (laughs) is that wrong are you not supposed to say i i don't know well no i've grown because i used to i mean everybody knows i have a loving heart i think everybody should be able to do whatever they want and be comfortable and die happy and live happy but I've definitely, you know, t- described someone as a raging moe before. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I, mm. I, I don't, I've never been keen on the F word, but like, right, yeah. I'll definitely be like the gays. I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know this. Dude, when I first got out of the service and started bartending, I worked with a gay dude and, and like, he saw me, like it was a girl who uh, tipped me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And like she left her number in there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, got a number. Probably gonna beat that up tonight." And he goes, Ugh, "Fucking breeders, breeders." <laughs> and let I me tell you, and let me tell you, I felt like fucking shit. So, <laughs> so the next time that they were having a sensitivity class, and they were like, "You can't say the f word," I was like, "Well, yeah." Because those words hurt. <laughs> He's like, well, what word did they call you? I was like, they called me a breeder. A breeder. And like, I don't know why that hurt, but that shit, there was your, the, the disgust in your tone, I love, sir. I love that more than any of the alternatives around now, <laughs> a breeder. If you want to call me a filthy breeder, I would totally accept that. <laughs> why he call me a breeder? And I like, I didn't even want to like text her. I'm like, ew. <laughs> I'm like, because that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to practice breeding. <laughs> like, we're going to practice Make, like we're we don't want to succeed, but we're gonna practice Breathe. making a child. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Like it definitely made the idea. Like I really for like hours thought, damn, the gays have protect perfected sex because they they're never gonna breed. <laughs> they're just they're getting all the fun, but they're never gonna actually make a child. With me though, I'm doing a functional right activity. It's biological <laughs> biological imperative. That's hilarious. You're just doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Boring. Like, you suck, dude. Like, oh, God, man. Like I said, guys, thanks for coming in. No problem. This was cool. This was cool. You definitely got to get a babysitter and get a kickback going. Yeah. So we can all all air out our dirty laundry. I don't, think, I don't think our washing machine's big enough. I would say that. <laughs> there's nothing I love more than, than to see a whole bunch of people just awkwardly in a room. And like, and you look around, and then you see me in the corner. I mean, I'm just going to be a, re- <laughs> be a remastered for real. For real. <laughs> All right, yo. Any closing thoughts? Uh, you know. You I should tell people to watch Previews World. We should, actually, yeah. Um, I don't work for Previews World. I should, yeah. I know I, why I, I watch it. either. I, no, I, I mean, I, I, I know why I watch it, though. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, I watch it for those toy ads. There's a reason that I only do two videos now. Because uh, people aren't interested in drawing, necessarily. 
That's just how it works, which I'm fine with. Like, I didn't want to run a cam- be on the camera anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I do. I go to at Previous World, anything, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, particularly YouTube, because that's where all the videos that I produce are. Nice. And um, I have a comic called Fight of the Century. You right. do. You have a comic called Fight of the Century. What's yeah. the website in that? Uh, Rexco-comics.com. Rexco-comics.com. Yeah. Fight of the Century. Right. And if you Google Fight of the Century, you're not going to find it. So it's just, just that's why Rexco. I said your website slower because yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you're expecting people to have their pen and pads ready. Oh, you know, it's a podcast. They can rewind if they care. No. Oh yeah, you're that's right. True. Yeah. Power of the pen. But I'm on Instagram at TJ Comics. TJA Comics. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> like what? A, what? Everywhere. I mean, TJA Comics everywhere, actually. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, what about the other one? What's the other one? Bam? Yeah. Um, I mean, Bam's kind of on hiatus right now. Very extended hiatus. Um, but yeah, we're going to wrap it up soon. And then, like, I'm just going to hand over the keys to Jay. It's a pro wrestling comic. Um, uh, coming of age pro wrestling comic. Kind of like Bad News Bears meets Attitude Era WWF. That's probably the best way I can describe it. All right. Um, but yeah. Okay. Anything you want to plug, Briscoe? <laughs> uh, just want to give a shout out to my lovely wife. I'm going to go that route. I'm going to go that route. I'm going to give a shout out to my lovely wife, my beautiful baby boy, my very, very beautiful baby girl. Um, yeah, new new dad. Well, not new dad, but new kid. Well, yeah, new kid. I can't say new dad. Well, I could say new dad of a, a, new dad of a girl. That's a whole different uh, realm in itself. Yeah. Gotta be a good, yeah. gotta be a you wild. Start, start a new world with uh, target practice. Yeah, so. you wild for that one, cause <laughs> I can't be, I can't be a, I can't have daughters, bro. Cause I just know that they're 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 gonna have it out for me. Like I can imagine like a fourteen year old girl just giving me shit, and I'm just like, bro, can you just like not? It's <laughs> 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 like, like, like bro, did you just like fucking not? <laughs> like just like no. Like, it's funny because, all right, so real quick, it's like when my son was born, I was like, yeah, my boy is born. Like, right. you get like all tough with him and everything yeah. else, but you're still loving. And it's like, baby girl, I realized how like real like Duncan Tynes cookie soft I was. You know how like Duncan Tynes is really like real yeah. soft. Like it, you just bend it and it doesn't even snap. It just bends, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> she sneezed. Yeah. She hiccups. She yawns. And I'm like. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful, baby. Do you like? Do you want a pony? You want a? You want a pony? Yeah. Daddy will get you whatever you want. And I'm like, all it took was her to fucking y'all. Like, right, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna be that dad. All right. Okay. All right. When but that also means when, I, when I, they, I have a shotgun. Yeah. The when they start walking around and they start. You know what I'm saying? Manipulating you against your wife's. Don't say nothing. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say nothing. Nah, me and the missus would be getting our right. Jedi mind tricks all right, okay. popping right now. That's, you know what I'm saying? I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to everybody know who's a, who's a new, who's a parent in my peer group that come to me and say, so the kid asked me to do something and then asked their father to do yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh-huh, and what you do? <laughs> <laughs> you do all right guys we gotta get out of here thanks for listening once again catch y'all next week when um i'm gonna have some very uh <laughs> what is this what's next I'm, week I'm I'm got some, i have some ladies on Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. i'm probably not gonna say anything they're gonna talk about dicks mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody heard my comment from last week about how women are stupid because they don't have a universal dick size so like 
they're very emotion driven. Like, I, long story short, I said. They don't have a universal. Yeah, so I said if I go into a dude, I'm like, I went into a dude and I was like, uh, if, I, if I um if I go to my boy and say, oh, I was messing with this girl last night, nice tits, nice ass, you know, like grabbable, two handfuls, you would know what I'm talking about off bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Women though, I I eighty percent of my fam, but my social circle is women. I've literally heard them go. Oh, such and such. Oh, man, he doing this is another to me. His dick is so big, and I've literally heard because I know girls who are Eskimo sisters or whatever, Pogo sisters. <laughs> <laughs> can't be Eskimo sisters, but Pogo sisters. I know girls with Pogo sisters, sisters who literally, girl A would be like, oh, he's so huge, and then girl B would be like, nah, he's average, and then I and I, and this is more common. I've heard girls praise a dude when 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 the loving is good. But the moment they break up, well, fuck you, you little dick ass nigga. And yeah, and it no, goes on. And, yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. And like they said, they don't have a universal language. So apparently, the way I said it though in the last podcast was like, eh, so inflammatory. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> so they go, they want. I mean, literally, you started that part with like, girls are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why <laughs> you got into trouble about that. One. So you're telling me that the next episode is going to be a part one and a part two. <laughs> like the part one is going to be like, oh, it's amazing. So and the second part is going to be like, oh, it's average. Part one is where they just cuss at me for like right, 40 right, minutes. Exactly. And then part two, they're ready to finally have a discussion about it. Yeah, basically. Basically. Thinking about having my girl come through and just like, no, actually, no. Just defend you? No, I don't think she'll defend me. All right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>